I'm with Ken, NG2 Hotel. You've just come back from Heard Island. What was that like? It was wonderful. It was sort of a dream come true. I got my first license in 1955, 61 years ago, and have uh, thought about doing something like this for a long time. And when I got the opportunity, I wasn't sure I could do it because I'm 75, the oldest person on the expedition. And I uh, contacted our leader, Bob Schmieder, and we talked for about an hour. And then I submitted background and medical stuff and so on. And he shared it with the team. And the team said, okay. <laughs> so then I shared it with my wife, <laughs> which was the bigger problem. <laughs> and she said, okay. So I had the opportunity to go, and it was just a thrill. So how does it compare to other expeditions you've been on? This is my first expedition. At 75, finally got on an expedition. Prayer, I've been in contesting, I've been traffic handling and all that, so CW skills were what was needed, but I didn't have experience on an actual expedition, and so this was a double thrill. So, come on, tell us the goss. How was it? What, oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, the thing that uh, people, it's, it's all about people. And uh, Bob's a great leader. And the thing about this is we've got people from five different countries, six maybe, and everybody got along exceedingly well. We didn't really know each other till we got to Cape Town, which was just before we boarded the vessel to go on the expedition. But everybody was just super, and they were just I don't know. They in the diverse background. Nobody has a similar background. We've got lawyers, doctors, we've got engineers, we've got scientists, we've got entrepreneurs running businesses. All this kind of thing on the expedition. So all kinds of different personalities and backgrounds. But they all just got along. We had a fun time. It was just really great. So what does a typical day look like? You know, what food? What, what do you do for food? Good question. Fortunately, we have the Braveheart, which was able to get us food. Uh, they have a great cook on there. Uh, he, he does his, really a super job, and they would bring it over to our base camp on the island. Sometimes they'd bring it over, and then three days later, he'd come back and bring some more over. So we would have to keep it warm uh, or warm it up. So we had electrical power by our generators and a microwave, and so we could have uh, had a coffee urn, so we had some hot water. So we'd make coffee and warm up the food that uh, had been brought over, and it was really, really quite good. Although, um, not quite what we're receiving tonight in this wonderful reception. This is really a nice thing. So it was very, very good. So what's it like being in, back in civilization? I mean, you left civilization over two months ago. Um, what was it like, uh, you know, that, that journey from, you know, cold and hot water, running water, going through, you know, an ocean journey, camping for a while, back on an ocean journey and now you know the, the earth isn't moving beneath your feet what's that what's that journey like well you've conjured up all kinds of thoughts the first thing is i left the first of march and i'll get back the 29th of april so it's going to be two months and of that uh 42 or 43 days we were either at sea or on the island at sea is something i, I love but it was really really rough it's they don't call it the furious 50s for nothing i mean it was really rough on a small boat, up and down, and so forth. So that was, it was a challenge, but it was really, really fun. But the reason I say I like the ocean is that I spent my career in Navy nuclear submarines. I was a commander of two nuclear submarines, and interestingly, one of them visited Fremantle in 1980. I was the skipper then, and I was here at that time and hosted by the um, Australian American Association, and they were just wonderful to me and my crew. We had a great time. So it brought back those memories. But then getting to the island, uh, as you just arrived for almost the first time, about the only time we saw a big bend, the 9,000-foot volcano, 
it was moonlit it was beautiful it was white and it was deceiving because we hardly saw it again during the three weeks with the wind the, uh, the weather on hurt island is just horrendous <laughs> so it whips up the volcanic ash the sometimes we, we had 70 mile an hour winds up to maybe higher whipping against the tent and you say is this tent going to hold you know and uh, go outside either the driving sleet the snow or the rain because it's sitting there we're on the ocean so it's 32 degrees or so in fahrenheit or zero c and uh, you just don't know what you're going to run into it it keeps it plus or minus uh, a few degrees of zero <laughs> and and that, well, the wind and, and is it a friend of mine said it's like you got 14 guys and they rent a, a one bedroom apartment all 14 sleep in the same bedroom and they all work in the other room oh and by the way there's no kitchen there's no bathroom there's no shower <laughs> <laughs> so there are certain hardships that you put up with, but uh, that really was bonding in a lot of way. Everybody, you know, facing the same hardships and the same duties and getting day after day after day. Time went by pretty quickly on the island, and it was just a lot of fun just putting up with all the uh, extreme weather. And uh, But as I said at the beginning, it's all about people. And if it hadn't been that everybody was getting along extremely well, then it may not have been fun, but it was just a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. So the cauldron of humanity that you build up in this in this thing, this is a lifelong you know, friendship. I'm I'm sensing. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Vadim, Hans Peter, you know, uh, Vadim from Ukraine, Hans Peter from Switzerland, uh, Gavin from New Zealand, uh, Alan from uh, from uh, uh, Australia. Uh, we had a truly international team and the language barrier what did Churchill say the the US and the and and Britain are separated by a common language so the language barrier between the US the Australians the New Zealanders was overcome as was the Swiss as was Ukraine <laughs> we had and uh, we just had a great time but that common interest in amateur radio which is born usually when you're quite young really does draw people with so many diverse backgrounds together so it was just it was one of the best teams I've been on what's your fondest memory well I I'll tell you um, the people I think number one I think we've already covered that but if I tell you something else it when we walked ashore we were greeted by king penguins. King penguins are the most curious and friendly creatures. I had no idea. Uh, and I, I love those, <laughs> those birds. They would come up to you. They'd look at you and they'd look at each other. They'd, you'd be putting antennas up. They'd, a group of them would come over and look at you working and putting up the antennas like, who are these people? What is that? You know, and they would go, woo, woo, woo. And I said, you know, they're saying, wow, look at that. Because <laughs> they make these uh, sounds like the, the, like they're talking. And then their chicks are so neat. And I haven't even covered the seals. We've got the elephant seals, the fur seals, and all the. And you walk right by them. It's like, hey, it's just another animal. And they're looking at me and say, oh, looks like another animal. Doesn't look like it's going to harm anything. So they just. The seals ignore you. The penguins want to come up and talk. <laughs> so that's, that's a memory I'll never forget. And I talked to the, I talked to uh, the, the schools, middle schools and the high school before I left. And then when I get back, I'll do the same. And I think oh, that's what I'm going to share. And they're going to like that. One of the one of the pictures we have is of a seal pup 
who had gotten a little ways away from his mom. And then uh, mom was calling, and then the seal pup was calling mom. And then it starts crawling back to mom, whose head pops up over elephant seal. So it's the first seal looking over elephant seal. And the little pup starts getting back to mom by crawling over an elephant seal, which wouldn't have it. It moved it aside. So it goes around the elephant seal and gets back to mom. You know, stuff like that. It's just really, really sweet. I'm with Ken, NG2 Hotel. Thank you so very much for your time. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for the interview.